Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. People look at you and think, oh, people like you don't do things like this. I'll go and pick somebody who's like the people I think should be doing things like mm-hmm. this. So it's not quite discrimination. It's people uh, taken aback and think, and it's a new thing. And, you know, at whatever stage you are in your political life, if you're new, if you're a fresh face mm-hmm. for whatever reason, then people are a bit, as I say, taken aback and um, tend to resort to what's comfortable. Yeah. What they've always known. So if you think of women on boards, you know, why it's really important to get women on boards, because if you get women on boards, then women will think people like me can be on boards. Yeah. You don't have to be a bloke to be on a board. Yeah. Um, and so getting people to do that. And, and I've been quite driven by that in politics, encouraging more women to get involved. My name's Anne Milton, and you're listening to the Wannabe Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wannabe Podcast. I'm your host, Imri. Wannabe is the podcast that takes you from where you are right now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. Thank you for staying subscribed and listening in. You can subscribe for free and catch a brand new 30-minute episode every Wednesday. And if you're enjoying this episode, tell a friend, tweet me at Wannabe Podcast or screenshot and tag at Wannabe Podcast for Insta stories. This week's guest is Anne Knowlton, the Minister of Skills and Apprenticeships. Anne worked in the NHS for 25 years, including in primary care, researching and supporting palliative care nurses. After her time in the NHS, she decided to enter politics and has worked at the Department of Health and now is the Minister at the Department for Education. In today's episode, you will learn about some of the challenges of changing your careers later in your life, what it means to be a woman in UK politics, the importance of exploring politics outside of the major political parties, and why it's important to explore all of your career options outside of the university setting. I knew that you were a nurse for about 25 years, and now you're in politics. How did that happen? <laughs> That's, it's, it's a big jump. Yeah, a massive one. Yeah, I, I left school trained as a nurse. Training as a nurse was a sort of different thing in those days. Mm-hmm. And um, worked in the health service for 25 years. I worked with uh, social housing providers, um, mostly in East London. So all my experience was in Hackney. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> a little bit of my soul still lives in Hackney. Um, and then it was really sudden. I'd got a couple of children and um, I literally turned around to my husband one day and said, oh, do you know, I fancy being an MP. <laughs> <laughs> I li- li- literally, it was like that. And um, I mean, I knew nothing about politics. Yeah. And I knew nobody. I guess I, I it, was, it was around 1992. 
And I thought that people like, I mean, I did what everybody does, you know, I, I was working part time yeah. um, then for um, health authority in Hackney. And I thought, you know, picking up kids, people like me just aren't represented. Yeah. So I knew nothing and knew nobody and didn't even know how to begin to do it. Is that what did you do? Well, your face is a funny thing. I, w I went shopping with, <laughs> with my sister and I picked up a like one of those lifestyle magazines, you know. they You sometimes get free in shops like yeah, yeah. Marks and Spencer's, places like that. And um, there was an article, I still got it, called How to Become an MP. Actually, <laughs> like, those exact words. Those exact words, yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could send you a photo. Yeah. So that was sort of my little guide, really. So I, you know, decided what, which political party to join because I'd never been a member yeah. of a political party um, and joined a political party and then started on the road, really became a local councillor. So, yeah. you know, if there's anybody out there listening to this and they want to go into politics, I think the really important thing is to have a job first. Yeah. So... So like you need to do something. Real world type. Yeah, you need some experience of the world, real world. Mm -hmm. But actually, I think it's a really great second career. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a great first career. I've been thinking about it personally. I wasn't going to bring that up, but um, just about a later life in politics. Um, not because I'm massively interested in politics. I feel like I've actually been very disconnected from it. But I do think there's like value in getting involved after having been out in the world, like you said, and doing a job and interacting with people and seeing how politics has kind of either disenfranchised people, disempowered some people, um, but also has empowered others. Um, but I guess when you when you switched over, because it's such a massive jump and you didn't feel like you had like the knowledge or the interest before that in that way, like did you feel personally supported by the people around you, your your family and your friends to make that jump from nursing to yeah, I, I didn't I didn't tell many people. Oh, right. Why not? I kept a secret. Well, be, because I had no idea whether I'd be successful. So, you know, I, I scurried away in my own time. I was working part-time then, mm -hmm. and that helps. Um, so it wasn't actually until I got selected for a seat to fight that I started to tell people. Incredibly supportive husband. You have to have. Mm -hmm. I mean, politics you do. I don't think you need to be interested in politics. You, you, I mean, you know, the thing that drove me was feeling people like me weren't represented. You know, there weren't at that time many women in politics. Mm -hmm. um, not very many people with frontline experience of the NHS. Um, and felt I could have an impact, if nothing else, to restore um, the public's faith in politics. Oh, so even though we're, we're fed up with politics at the moment, you know, people are always a bit fed up with politics. Yeah. They see they see pictures and they see bits and pieces on the internet, much more so now than they did then. Yeah. And they think, oh, you know, what are they doing and all the rest of it? And I thought maybe I could help close the gap. Yeah. I guess when you started out, it was a different world. You mentioned that there weren't very many women in politics. Did you ever experience any kind of gender-based discrimination in the early stages of your career? Yeah, it, it's not really discrimination. I think, um, I mean, it's why role models are so important. Um, you've got to feel that people like you do things like this. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, and that, so it's not discrimination. People look at you and think, oh, people like you don't do things like this. I'll go and pick 
somebody who's like the people I think should be doing things like mm. this. So it's not quite discrimination. It's people uh, taken aback and think, and it's a new thing. And, you know, at whatever stage you are in your political life, if you're new, if you're a fresh face mm -hmm. for whatever reason, then people are a bit, as I say, taken aback and um, tend to resort to what's comfortable. Yeah. What they've always known. So if you think of women on boards, you know, why it's really important to get women on boards, because if you get women on boards, then women will think people like me can be on boards. Yeah. You don't have to be a bloke to be on a board. Yeah. Um, and so getting people to do that. And, and I've been quite driven by that in politics, encouraging more women to get involved. Yeah. Do you, um, do you ever have moments where you doubt your skills and abilities? in this job oh i've had loads oh, How do you <laughs> i think um i've had lots of i mean when i started i said i knew nobody and no one i'd never stood on a stage and made a speech wow um like no you know and i i had no experience with this at all i didn't know how the house of commons worked or anything you've got to want to do something very much mm -hmm. um if you don't want to do it, then you won't succeed. Yeah. And you have to gather some strength from the people around you. And you have to be prepared to fail. And I think being prepared to fail is really important. Everybody, um, actually one of my children always talks about this. Everybody thinks that failure is something that builds grit and makes you stronger and more determined. But dealing with failure can be a really difficult thing to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, the emotional consequences of failing are very great. You know, you want to go under a duvet and just not come out yeah. until it's all gone away. Yeah. I mean, it leaves you with a, it, it almost haunts you. You have to learn to get to a place where you can go through that process of getting over it yeah. and pick yourself up and have another go. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 you know, I didn't have any handbooks. I, I, and I watched other people. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. As well, who were your role models, the, the women that you mentioned, whilst you were kind of progressing through the political sphere that is in the UK? How do you, who were you looking to and who were you watching for kind of the inspiration and motivation to keep going? Oh, I don't think I had any role models. There's no one woman that I looked up to and thought, you know, I just thought if people like me aren't represented, then there's got to be a place for people like me because we're not represented. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Um, it's kind of why I do what I do as well, that I didn't really feel like there was anyone there before, so I had to kind of just create it. Um, and that takes a lot of guts and you have to be a bit brave and a bit courageous, I guess, um, to want to create something that you haven't necessarily seen exist before. Yeah, and I think you have to not be... Uh, the thing that holds us back is we don't want to make a fool of ourselves. Yeah, that is and very true. Nobody ever, ever really talks about it. You don't want to look silly. 
you don't want to, and I think for women, mm. they don't want to look presumptuous. Men are very happy to assume a place mm -hmm. much more readily than women. They, you, for women, you're not very comfortable pushing yourself forward. You always have this this fear that someone's going to turn around and say, or think actually, mm -hmm. who do you think you are? I mean, what makes you think you can do it? Yeah. And you have to just keep that at the back of your mind. Is that, do you think that's been more so with your political career and less so with your nursing? So did you find any, there was like any massive difference in how you were treated and what you were expected, your expectations in those two roles, occupying those two spaces, I guess, for as long as you have now? Um, were there any massive differences in how you were treated and what was expected and how you were perceived? Yeah, yeah, hu huge differences. Um, you know, I work in an environment where there are people across all the political parties who have got degrees from Oxford, who've held very serious careers down, who've been lawyers, who've made a lot of money in business, mm -hmm. um, who, who've been senior in unions, who are very used to this sort of environment. And I wasn't used to it one little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole new language. Like any job, actually, it's a whole new language and vocabulary you have to learn. I never felt that about nursing. I grew up in nursing. Yeah. And I suppose I never felt at any time I was an outsider. I did feel as I was an outsider here. And to some extent, I still do, which is maybe a good thing, because it means I haven't lost the threads of why I went into it yeah. in the first place. Um, but the other thing is you have to, for, for me, you know. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Nursing was about looking after people. It was about people and caring for them. Mm -hmm. And being a politician is about people and doing that bit well. So, so in politics, you always have your constituents... Even if you're just a local councillor, mm -hmm. you know that it's that it's the individuals that that keep you rooted to the ground and encourage you to carry on. Actually, yeah, a lot of people listening, and probably myself included, probably aren't into party politics. Um, something I learned about recently, I was like, I have no idea what party politics means, but I guess it means joining a party um, and associating with one group. And I guess with the state, the political climate that we're in, where it's really murky and no one's quite clear. If someone wanted to go, if someone's 16 or 17 right now and thinking, actually, this whole political debate is very interesting, how important is it for them to engage in party politics? Or could, is there any room, do you think, for them to be able to do that without kind of engaging with any one party if they don't necessarily feel particularly connected to it? Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any rush to affiliate to one 
political party. In fact, in some ways, don't rush. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep an open mind. Um, the great shame to me is when people close their minds. Uh, it's quite difficult in this day and age. Actually, it's quite a recent thing mm-hmm. um, to have a proper debate without everybody getting angry. Yeah. Talking from the extremes. If so, there's a sort of thing that if you if you don't believe what I believe, mm. then um, all your beliefs are on the other side. And it's not like that. So for anybody young listening to this, go and have a nosy around. Don't don't dismiss any political party. Um, and joining a political party is just joining a club. Yeah. And you will not agree with everything that they do or say. Mm-hmm. You because party politics is a compromise. And the reason that we have party politics really is because governing is a compromise. Mm-hmm. It's about give and take. Um, I don't think you have, I mean, the world is changing, but political parties have changed. If you look at um, the Labour Party in the 80s, I, when I was working in Hackney, you know, they control the council, they were very prevalent. Well, that sort of politics has come back again now in the Labour Party, yeah. but it went through a period of completely disappearing. In the same way that in the, in the Liberal Democrats, actually, you know, you've always had a tussle between the left and the right of the Liberal Democrats, the orange book Liberal Democrats and, you know, the, the more um, the more liberal Liberal Democrats. Mm-hmm. So all political parties have a tussle. Don't, I would say, don't get involved in party politics. Go look and see. Okay. <laughs> go listen to, go listen to people who will challenge your ideas Amazing. and beliefs. Yeah, I think that's valid. Um, I've been told I have conservative views. I didn't know that about myself, but. I love well, you that have to, you d- you don't but have to put, labor so <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to put a labor a label on them yeah the thing is that actually people often don't know very much about what political parties believe in yeah and that's on the move do you think it's the party's responsibility to do better in that regard then because i think often we don't really know what anyone truly stands for it all just sounds like a lot of noise at least from how i've interacted with other people we were just seeing a lot of noise um, and it's really hard to kind of connect what, who stands for what. Um, if the leader's saying one thing, other parties, especially with Brexit happening, there's a lot of kind of, yeah, like you said, a lot of different ob- opinions, a lot of tussling between. Um, and I guess that could be off-putting to somebody. It could be off-putting, but actually it, it should do the opposite because this is real passion. Yeah. This is, uh, I mean, what we're seeing with Brexit is where all the political boundaries have broken down, actually. Yeah, I think that's really exciting. And so that I think it's quite exciting in some ways. So there's no unity in any one political party about Brexit. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Um, I guess, you, you know, there's some good websites where you can get good facts on what is actually happening. I think that the most important thing to remember in politics is you can't give everything to everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. So... What defines political parties? Because we all want to end up in the same destination. What defines them is the route by which they think they'll get there. Mm-hmm. I guess to follow on from that, where it's actually now the individual, so it's the UK government's made up of MPs who stand for different things um, and represent the constituents. What is the impact that your role um, as the Minister of State for Skills and Apprenticeships what is the direct impact that someone would that you would have on someone's life kind of day to day or is it more of a kind of holistic big picture 
because I guess if you're entering politics to help people or wanting to do that, um, it can be quite hard to see how what you do at the, I guess, at the top end, how that trickles out, trickles down and affects someone's kind of like everyday experience of education. Yeah. Oh, so I'm very lucky. I have the best job in government, I think, because <laughs> I'm responsible for post-16 education that's mm. not in school. So that's in FE colleges and I'm responsible for apprenticeships. So we've got big program of change in apprenticeships. So what I'm doing is um, finding new opportunities, for young people to get the skills they need and the training they need. And often they're young people who maybe haven't done well at school. Some of them have, but not all of them have. Um, get a good job and get a great career. So it's lovely. And the reason is I think it's the best job in government is because what I do every day has a direct impact on people's lives. What you do as a constituency MP has a direct impact on people's lives. We, you don't he hear much talk about it, mm -hmm. but you know, MPs get a huge amount of casework, so people contacting them with individual problems. And as a constituency MP, you could make a big difference. Yeah, I didn't know the difference, to be honest, so thank you for clarifying that. No, you, you know, I, I've got 77,000 people over the age of 18, all people under the age of 18 have problems with housing, with benefits, with tax, mm -hmm. with mobile phone operators, with uh, with the local water company. Um, residents have problems with um, flooding in the area. We have problems with transport. All those things I take up right. on their behalf and, you know, gather some support for an issue, lobby government. So as an, as an MP, you can have quite a big impact on people's lives as you can if you're a local councillor yeah amazing um it was recently a national apprenticeship week um and i remember growing up when apprenticeships were just about coming into um i guess the education system and when i went to sixth form in 2005 to 2007 um so it was just about picking up in terms of being a viable option and i had parents and I guess a lot of my friends also had parents that definitely didn't feel like that was an option we should take up um and I still hear some of this to this day where parents don't necessarily think it's as good as a degree and I wanted to know what you have to say to those parents <laughs> and to those young people who might be experiencing that, those words who might not necessarily want to go to university and want to do an apprenticeship so what I say to the parents is what you want for your children I've got four children mm -hmm is you want them to get some education and training, to be able to get a decent job, have a career ahead of them. Um, doesn't have to go in a straight line their career. Um, and you want them to be able to have enough money to live independently and, and do the, all the things they want to do in life. Going to university isn't the only way to achieve that. Mm -hmm. um, university is right for some people, but most definitely not for all people. So to the parents, I'd say, take a deep breath and have a look at uh, apprenticeships. There's lots of websites out there. <clears throat> if you Google apprenticeships, you'll find the National Apprenticeship Service website. There's a great video called Fire It Up um, campaign that they can look at. Mm -hmm. um, but university is no longer the only option. And you know, if you, if you want to do law, Mm -hmm. If you want to be a lawyer 
Or if you want to do medicine, you're probably going to have to go to university. Mm-hmm. If you want to be an engineer, go and do a degree apprenticeship, without a doubt. All the technical subjects, without a doubt. If you want to go into any of the digital any of the digital world, without a doubt, there are apprenticeships. Right from GCSE level, right up to degree level and beyond. Um, I guess I would like to know what you're working on getting better at right now in your job. Getting more parents to look at apprenticeships positively. That's a good one. Um, getting more young people to realise the opportunities. Mm-hmm. So they're not just for people who didn't do well at school, mm-hmm. they're for people who did well at school as well. Mm-hmm. Um, to let, uh, I suppose my guiding thing with young people, and it was true of my own children, is to broaden their horizons. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you live quite a sheltered life in school, and um, you listen to your teachers, you listen to your parents. There's a whole big world out there that you, you don't realise is there until you leave school. So have a look around for information. The advantage young people have now is that they can access information mm-hmm. in a way that you couldn't before. So I want to make everybody realise the opportunities are there. Um, I'm also bringing in new qualifications called T-levels, which are technical equivalent of technical A-levels, if you like. Oh, that sounds interesting. So those will be coming in in 2020. So a lot of work going on there. And otherwise, for my constituents, it's about restoring some faith in politics. Yeah. We're trying to make this work. It's right. Everybody's passionate. It will feel chaotic from the outside. Mm -hmm. But that's the time we're in. Yeah. It's never going to be easy. Amazing. Thank you so much, Anne. It's a pleasure. Thank you. I really enjoy talking to Anne about her career transition. It's a secret ambition of mine to enter politics at some point in my career too. If you're interested in Anne's work and education, you can follow her on Twitter at Anne Milton. That's A-N-N-E-M-I-L-T-O-N. Thank you so much for listening in. If you're listening via the Apple Podcast app, please do me the small favor of spending five seconds to leave a rating and a review. Also, do get your career, brand or marketing questions in the mailbag episode at the end of the season. You can do this via the Wannabe Podcast website, which is wannabepodcast.com. Also, do check us out on Instagram, where I have a new social media manager helping me post really fun and engaging photos. If you like this podcast and you think that you can do what I do, then reach out to the Shoutout Network to find out more about membership. Visit shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. Also, the Shoutout Network has just announced that we'll be doing the Content is Queen Women's Podcast Festival again on May 18th in London. If you are a woman interested in starting a podcast, this is the place to be. Tickets for workshops are less than a tenner until April 8th. Visit solifefestival.com for more information. Be sure to follow Wannabe on Twitter and Instagram, and I will see you next week. Bye. This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows, and this is one we think you're going to love. Today in Focus is the daily news podcast from The Guardian. Join me, Anushka Astana, every weekday as I bring you stories from across the UK and around the world. We'll take you to the front line of the climate emergency. The smoke smells like everything is on fire. Behind the scenes in Westminster. We're in the sort of political Wild West. And we'll cover the latest trends in technology and popular culture. TikTok, TikTok, buzz, buzz, buzz. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the US and around the world. 
Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 